Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Lean Toss-Up Call of Duty League podcast. We are here. We are already at the qualifiers for Major 3, already still in, in the middle of the month of February. The season is, is going pretty fast. Uh, my name uh, my, your, my name is Robert, of course, and always I'm joined by my co-host, uh, CDL Metrics. How are you doing today on this? We're recording this on Thursday night this week. Uh, how, are you, how are you doing this Thursday night? Yeah, I'm doing well. Um, there's a lot of news going into Major 3, or the qualifiers for Major 3 at least, right? We've got uh, a few team changes to talk about, some teams that maybe should have had team changes that didn't. Uh, just yesterday, the Season 2 update to the game came out, so you know, we'll, we will eventually have some like new maps to maybe consider. Um, the you know gun change meta with the Vaznev being nerfed is... A talking point. We'll see if maybe pros try something else on the SMG side, or if they just um, stick with the Vaznev, or maybe you know try some different combinations of guns. Um, and yeah, rank play came out yesterday. I've played a little bit of that. That's been a, a blast. It like you can tell Treyarch made it because it is very just well put together. And um, yeah, glad that's finally in the game. Um, the pros seem to like, like a, it. That, that kind of yeah. feels like a shot at Sledgehammer. It's like, wow, this feels well put together. That feels like... Yeah. I mean, you can tell. Like, it's like, oh, man, this is like one of the better things they've put into this game so far since it's been out. And it's like, oh, yeah, Treyarch was behind this. And yeah, okay, that makes sense now. So, yeah. Um, yeah, glad to see that's finally in the game. Um, and yeah, obviously, we've got 10 matches of COD to talk about. Uh, for this upcoming weekend, and um, yeah, obviously Major 2 was, uh, like, really exciting, I thought. Yeah. Uh, FaZe back on top, uh, they took out LA Thieves in the Grand Finals as a rematch from last year's champs, and FaZe got their revenge. Um, yeah, it was exciting, FaZe was dominant throughout the weekend, they didn't drop any of their matches. Uh, Thieves, you know, to get to the Grand Finals, went on that crazy loser's bracket run, after losing to Optic in winner's round one. Um, my Minnesota Rocker had a good placing. They finished third. Um, we'll talk about them a little bit later, um, and I have some opinions about them. But uh, yeah, and then some teams that we thought would come out and you know look like themselves kind of fell short, right? New York, we were both high on. Toronto, we both liked. And those teams disappointed to an extent. I think better days are ahead for those teams. Um, but yeah, I think Major 2 was just a, a good example that this league is really deep and you kind of just have to get hot at the right time if you want to, you know, get a championship. And a lot of teams are capable of that this year, and that's great. Yeah, I think that really is the story of the league. Um, I will say that basically FaZe has been thought of in many ways for the top team in the league for a very long time basically since they won Cold War Champs. And this is, it's extremely hard to believe, but this is actually their first event win since Cold War Champs. I know it sounds insane, because in many ways they were considered the best team in the league last year, and in many ways they were the best team in the league last year, except they just did not get a single ring throughout the entire year. So, yeah, it's good. To, on one hand, it is good to see FaZe on top. I, unfortunately, I bet Ultra. I did not bet FaZe. That being said, though, I, I did say... In our recap, I said at a certain point, you, you just have, like, there's a certain point at a price where you have to consider betting phase. And I think that number was close to it. I just didn't pull the trigger on it. I do regret that a little bit. I should have taken my own advice. Um, but, no, Ultra, again, was a huge disappointment. 
they look really good on day one and then just absolutely horrendous on day three. But again, that is how it goes. And look, I think there is a lot to be said about this league is deep. I'm not sure if deep is one of the words you could use to describe it. I'm not sure if it's the best word to describe it, but like, it's just, it's very competitive, especially at the top. Like it's extremely hard to differentiate between like thieves, um, thieves and, and, and phase and potentially even Toronto in there too. Those are just really, really good teams, and it's going to really just depend on who the uh, who the who the best team is that day. Who's who's the hottest team? And sometimes a team's going to have a really good weekend, and sometimes a team's going to have a really bad weekend, and and that's just what you're going to get with with this Call of Duty League the way it is right now. And it's we're gonna we're gonna be going through that this year. And, and again, we're we're still we're more we have more than half of this team of this of this season left. Uh, we've only hit about two-fifths of the season, so basically, for, uh, not 40%, um, what, what is that, that's 20%, yeah, 20% of the year is, no, no, 44, you had it, yeah, yeah, that's 40%, yeah, yeah, 40, yeah, yeah, 40-ish percent, so, so no, it's, um, it's, it's, we're getting through the year, and, and some teams have made some team changes, some teams probably haven't, that, that should have, and yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about them, we'll talk about them as we go through the, through the game, so, Let's start off with Friday. Friday, 3 o'clock game. LA Thieves versus Las Vegas Legion. Uh, let's go to the Bavada odds. Thieves, uh, minus 1.5, minus 170. Vegas, plus 1.5, plus 130. Thieves, minus 385 on the money line. Uh, Legion, plus 265. Uh, over 3.5, minus 275. Under 3.5, plus 200. Uh, like, this number is kind of insane to me. I, now, again, to be fair, this... Uh, Legion team has underdone, has gone through some changes here, um, but like they were pretty late. Like the, the basically they only really announced the changes with Prolude and I think TJ as well. I, I I'm not sure if TJ's on the team or not. I think TJ isn't on the team anymore. Uh, so it's just Prolude is on the bench now for Two Real, who we saw last year with the Mutineers. Um, he was not that great in the few games that we did see him in. Uh, I I believe tj is still on the starting roster so yeah, it's just prolude out yeah prolude out to real in and and the thing is it, it did happen a little late i'm not sitting here terrified of this vegas team i think this thieves team is finally coming into its own it's funny this line opened up a lot closer um uh, this opened up earlier in the week it was funny it was weird some games opened up and some games didn't um, let's see, I, I'm trying to, what value did I bet this at? I bet the minus one and a half opened at minus 138. And I was just wow. like immediately all over that. And I got the minus two and a half at plus 275. You cannot get that anymore. The minus two and a half is now it's 230. So it's about the same, actually. That's not, that's not bad. It's, it's still, it's not as good as value as before. But again, there's still some value in that. I just, like, I'm, I'm really unsure like I've got these ninety-two percent chance to win, seventy-one uh, percent chance of hitting a minus one and a half, basically thirty-nine point seven forty percent chance of hitting the minus two and a half. And you got a forty percent chance of, some, of hit something happening, and and I hit it at nearly a three to one. You can still get it like a two, like a basically two and a half to one. You, you got to pull the trigger on the minus two and a half. Like Thieves is very clearly a better hard point team. I think they're a better search team. And then we've just seen this Vegas team be not good at control. Now, again, obviously, with team changes, you have to consider that. 
Turiel, of course, is very interesting. <clears throat> He's been a really, really good challengers player. Came into the league last year. Didn't do well. I think I th- I, there was a Methods clip about this, and he basically said, and, and I agree with the point that, you know, any game could be different, right? He could just be, maybe he had a rough game there at the end of at the end of Vanguard. Maybe you put him in, in this game, and he's better. Very possible. It's just, I, I'm not really that worried about this team. TJ is still on this team. There's still limitations to TJ. Clayster is not, he's been having a better year, but he's still not amazing. I think this Steve's team is one of the best teams. It was one of the best teams in the game last year, towards the end, of course. They struggled. They seem to have finally found themselves again. I think when, when I think these are like teams like when they, when they find themselves you bet on them but then when they when they seem to lose themselves and you immediately fade them I think this is a, a betting on thieves type of thing uh, what what do you think do you, do you agree with me on that or are you kind of more um, more into kind of fading thieves and, and their their definite overperformance there in in major two they just started yeah, the it, bracket yeah uh, yeah, so they, they did start in winner's bracket and fell right away oh, yeah, after right, losing to Optic. But then they, yeah, they won five straight to get to grand finals. So yeah, super impressive performance from them. Um, you know, they actually, right, they split the series versus Optic as a whole because they lost in their first match and then beat them uh, later on in the loser's bracket and then only lost to FaZe in the grand final. Um, yeah, it was an impressive showing for Thieves. Uh I think we had been waiting for that team to show up, you know, since the start of the year. And, you know, it's been a short year so far. And, you know, Kenny had his illness issues during the qualifiers. And, um, yeah, Thieves were kind of this team going into last major where it was like, you know, watch out for them because they could take out this Optic team right away in round one and then go on a little run from that. That didn't happen. But then after that, just everything clicked. Um, And, yeah, they looked like the team that, won the last major of uh, Vanguard and won champs. And it's like, yeah, you just don't want to play them once they get into that form. I'm kind of inclined to fade them against Vegas, as crazy as that sounds. Um, And I get your justification, right? Like, they're hot. When they are hot, they stay hot. There's now a week off, right? This Vegas team will be a little different with the new player on the roster. I gotta think that two real coming in for pro loot is to try to make their respawn a little better, because um, yeah, their hard point and their control is pretty bad. Like their control is atrocious. I fully expect thieves to win the control in this series, um, but yeah, Vegas like they're a great search team. Um, they have been all year. They're fifteen and eight overall. That ranks second among all teams. Um, good margin of victory, good strength of schedule. Like, they're just a solid S&D team. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Pro loot, just kind of underwhelming in hard point in search and in control. Um, but, yeah, you got to think, you bring in two real, maybe him and TJ can be a better SMG duo. Uh, TJ's actually been one of the better search and destroy players in the league, and that's part of why they've been so good. Um He's just different in this game in Search and Destroy. But yeah, I don't know. I, I think Too Real helps the team in Respawn. You know, I, I think there's a good shot their map pool might be better because of that. And if that's the case, right, Vegas to cover a map and a half, I don't mind that if they can take one of their hard points in that game too. Um, but if I think that, that they can force that game five, then I like them in the money line just a little bit more. So... You know, it's not a, it's not something I love, but I definitely side with Vegas in this match, uh, as scary as it is, because I know Thieves, 
if they're in the same form they looked like at the end of major two this could be over really quickly but yeah overall i think the price is good enough for vegas so i'll take the legion you're gonna take them plus one and a half no money line either is fine but i would prefer money line just because yeah if it goes to that game five i am confident that legion should be favorites in that game five so that's that's a that's a bold take um that's very different than mine usually we don't usually we don't disagree that much but no I, I i can see it though i mean i think my model does kind of treat it definitely my model definitely has a recency bias and that's that's a very fair criticism of it now you could also consider that a strength sometimes though as well so it's it's an interesting thing right do you weigh more say like vegas did not have a great they were doing okay through the qualifiers. They did not get a third win, which really hurt my bank account a little bit. Not much though. It was it was like cause I got like I think it was like two to one at them getting over three and a half wins. So that was unfortunate when they didn't cash that, but that's okay. But no, it's I just I do worry about this team. I I, I don't think I think Prolude is a, nece- a needed change. I just don't know if it's enough at this point. I think this is a team that recognizes what position they're in the league. I think. They're not confused and they're not sitting here thinking, oh, we're one of the best teams. Like, they know they're not the best team in the league right now. And I think they they recognize that they're not even close to being the best team in the league. I think they, they recognize that they have a lot of work to do. But I think that they're like, this is a step forward in the right direction. And again, this is still clearly a team that tries, right? Like, last year, they barely made any team changes, right? Like, they would just be like, okay, we'll take out this one player. And they start making small changes. And I think they've slowly realized that they need to they need to be more aggressive this year in terms of team changes and roster moves. And I think that that's a very good step in the right direction. But I just I don't know if I don't think this is I don't think this is going to be nearly enough, at least not initially. But we'll see. Maybe thieves. Maybe they can catch thieves sleeping a bit. Thieves have not been a great team on online. Maybe that there's some some of that they've been better on on land. So let's see if, if maybe they're they're going to fade a little bit on on land. Online, second game, Minnesota versus Subliners. Minnesota plus one and a half, minus one fifty. Subliners minus one and a half, plus one fifteen. Minnesota plus one fifty on the money line. Subliners minus two hundred, over four and a half, plus one sixty five. So this is an interesting game. I actually, um, despite what the uh, the books here say, I actually do like Min- I like Minnesota in this game. Honestly, I've got Minnesota about a fifty five percent chance to win this game. I think it's it's a really weird it's really weird for this. I just like I don't like we I was on I was on New York to win major 1 and they did and that was great. And then midway through the qualifiers, I was really out on subliners and that was proven correct. They just really underperformed ever since they lost to Phase. They kind of just started underperforming expectations and I faded them at the major and then I fade I faded them at the major and I think they went 0-2 out, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm still t- kind of down on them. They haven't made a team change. They just seem to be kind of in the dumps right now. Maybe just a bit of a, a lull here. On the other hand, this Minnesota team appears, appears to be peaking at the, just the right per- just the right time here. I mean, they they came into the major. They weren't looking great in the first couple qualifier matches. They turned it on near the end. And then they come into the major, and then they, they win. They get to basically the uh, – they get to the winner bracket final – um, they, I, yeah, they got to the winter bracket final, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. And then they lost a phase in the winter bracket final. 
and then they go down to the losers final, and then they lose to Thieves in the losers final. Uh, they got, I think, bleep. I think it was three zero by Phase, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, it was a three two. No, it was a three two game five round eleven against Phase. They oh, had yeah. three three rounds to win, and they choked all three of them. So but that then, stung quite a bit, and then came down to Thieves and just got rocked. They yeah. got three zero by Phase. A thief. Sorry, I meant, I meant Thieves. Sorry. Yes. Um. But no, that's the thing, right? Like it's. And that's one of the reasons why it was kind of like, well, they were basically even with Phase, but then they got destroyed by Thieves. I I was like, oh, well, Thieves are a better team, and then Thieves lost in the final, right? So sometimes weird things happen in in this. It's not a perfectly linear... You can't just extrapolate, like, basically, oh, this team did X against this, so then therefore they're this power level, right? You can't just necessarily extrapolate that, but... But no, I think this New York, this Minnesota team is peaking at the right time. I think the subliners team is is fade is falling at at the at a kind of bad time here. So I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take the the rocker here. I love the rocker plus one and a half. I love the rocker money line here too. And I do like over. If you're betting anything here, you maybe could bet the over four and a half. I think this probably goes. I have this going to a game five. Um, but yeah, I. Minnesota should be competitive in this game. This is not going to be a blowout. I don't think subliners are winning this 3-1 or 3-0. What do you think? I think we're on opposite ends again. Um, I don't love subliners, but I'll side with them in this. Uh, And I really am worried about Minnesota moving forward. So I think, right, everybody looks at Minnesota, they go, oh my gosh, right, third place finish, right? They hung with FaZe. They almost took out FaZe in the winner's bracket final. Um, they took out New York to get there. They took out Optic to get there. And then, right, they just fall short versus FaZe, and then they run into a Thieves team that is just too hot to handle uh, in the loser's bracket final. And it's like, at the end of the day, that's a 2-2 two and two record. It's an 8-8 eight and eight map record, and it's against good teams. So it's like, okay, maybe that's proof that Minnesota belong, right, in that that contender tier, whatever you want to call it. Um, but, like, I don't know, like, uh, all, that weekend could have gone a lot differently for Minnesota, right? They had the first match on Thursday versus Subliners, uh, a match that, you know, everyone had Subliners favored in. Minnesota squeak it out, right? They win 2-3-5. Uh, New York dominate both hard points. Minnesota win in around 10, they win in around 5, and they win in around 11. So it's like that's squeaking by against a good team. That's kind of the blueprint you need. So as a Rocker fan, I was very happy to see that. But knowing that, like, okay, we kind of got by. We caught New York at maybe the right time, right? That first match of the day on Thursday, it, it feels like a good time to take out an, uh, a big favorite like New York was. So right then Minnesota go on to face Optic. They sweep Optic pretty convincingly. After that match, I was more like, all right, we like, there might be something here if we can handle Optic that well. Um, yeah, and then obviously the phase match happens where Minnesota's up 2-1 to one in the series. They get crushed in Game 4. They blow, you know, three rounds of search in Game 5. But again, it, it would have felt like another squeaker of a series had they got it done. Um, so yeah, I, I don't want to say it was just chance that got Rocker through. But, like, the fact that they won their first two games set them up to get at least third place, and that's right where they finish. So, yeah, to me, Rocker, they're still a good team. They're still a, you know, top six team in the league. But I don't know. There's just, there's a lot more to be desired. Like, we we haven't seen them go on a, a long run of, you know, great play. Um, 
but yeah, obviously their their path in major two was tricky. I just New York, right? They disappointed. They lose that first match to Minnesota. They come out and beat London um pretty convincingly. They drop the search and destroy, which is a little of that's a bit of a concern to lose a search by that much to London. But nonetheless, they take care of business. Then they run into Thieves, who 3-0 them. And Thieves, right, like, they just 3-0'd everybody. Uh, and it was a close 3-0 at that. Um, the Thieves New York series hotel game one was a four-point victory for Thieves, a round 10 victory for Thieves, and a round five victory for Thieves. That's about as close as it can get for a sweep. So New York were right there. Um, and yeah, they just... They had to play Thieves at some point, and so did a lot of teams, and it ended up poorly for just about everybody. So, um, yeah, I, I'm still buying New York. I still think they're a better team than Minnesota. And, yeah, I mean, I don't love it. I actually like Vegas over Thieves uh, in terms of price more than I like subliners to, like, cover a map and a half versus Rocker. But I would still lean to New York. I just think... That major one success that we saw from them, that's more the team that they are than what we saw last weekend. You know, I think part of it's just they got some bad luck in that Rocker series that, like, Rocker just squeaked by, like I said earlier. And then, yeah, they ran into Thieves, and, like, everybody got swept by Thieves, even Rocker. So I lean New York. Um, as a Rocker fan, it hurts to say that, but at the end of the day, that's that's where I go, so... Yeah, that's uh, that's fair, I guess. So the next the next game on Friday is Ultra versus Breach. Ultra minus one and a half plus one thirty. Breach plus one and a half minus one seventy. Ultra minus one eighty five on the money line. Breach plus one thirty seven over four and a half plus one fifty. So looking at at this one, I actually I have this is. Uh, definitely value on Boston. Not a ton of value, though. I have Toronto's about a 58% chance to win this game. I have this as a 3-2. I don't like the Toronto minus 1.5. I kind of like the Boston plus 1.5, but at minus 170, that's not a fun price. Or no, I think yeah, it's minus 170, right? Yeah. It's yeah. not it's not a fun price. I'm not I'm not tripping, I'm not um, pushing anybody over to get to the window to bet that. Um... But it's probably some value on it. I don't know. It's just such a weird thing. This Boston team, this Toronto team, obviously, before we talk about Boston, Toronto obviously has uh, no team changes. But Boston, however, the Methods kind of dramatically announced his retirement on stage yeah. at, at Major 2. That's new. That hasn't happened before. But you know what? And again, I think this is something that is starting to happen a lot more, right? We have Scump, and then you know what? It's possible that... Methods was like, just let me have one more major. Like the thing is, I suspect there's a couple of them that are like, they're near the end of this, and they're just kind of like, we're kind of done. And I think there's a cup. There's a lot of reasons why that's the case. I think with with some of these pros like Methods, Scump, Clayster is going to be up there next. Crim Six was again last year. Um, heck, even Temp is getting up there now. With a lot of these ones. I think they're they the old COD games that they like just kind of gone. This game is better, but it's like 
half of what you want. I think it's better, but at this point, a lot of this game is just checking corners. Like, there's times in this game where it's basic, where ma- maps are basically over, right? Because you're so slow, you can't get to the point, and it's basically like, well, they're just gonna they're just gonna aim down every corner, and that's it. It's just they, they've they've won this game. Now again, that's not a large part of the game. It's not like a large part of like it's not like oh the last minute it's over right but it's like okay there's 20 seconds left they need they need 10 seconds and it's like this is it's just over there it takes a miracle to win this game right mm-hmm. I think I think a lot of the old pros are kind of sick and tired of that and I don't think they want that anymore I think and I think they're they're getting older right and I think they're they're realizing that it's a long grind you're you're constantly scrimming with other teams it's a lot of work to put into this thing. And I think at some point you just kind of sit there and you're like, I could just like stream and, and this would be just a, I could just do streaming and this would be a lot easier and a lot more, a lot more better on my life. I'd have a lot more fun and I could, I could co-stream this on Twitch and I can make a lot more money than grinding constantly and playing and, and for what? So that you, you go to a tournament and you just get wiped out because of a bad break. Like I, I feel like, like a bad break on a hard point or something like this is the thing, right? It's just like this game is not a coin flip, but it's getting, it's close. It's not that, it's not that close. Right. And I, it's, it's not like pure skill. It's getting in a lot of cases, some of these are kind of coin flippy in, in some ways. And, and that's, I think the thing, I think there's some, there's definitely some pushback on this of like, well, what's the point with this? And I, I think it, it's good to have a new crop of, of young players. And again, if we have those players co-streaming, we could definitely grow the league that way. The problem though, however, is that there's rumors now that the league wants to go back to YouTube just to get money because YouTube will give them the most money. Now that seems to have been quite, supposed to start basically after major two as far as I know, we're not on YouTube tomorrow. As far as I know. But... Yeah, you think they would have announced it by now, but there hasn't been anything. So it, like, it is a weird situation to be in. Yeah, Surprise, we're on YouTube tomorrow. No, I, I, I think we're not on YouTube tomorrow. But and again, I this is where you worry about this, right? Because it's like, what does the league want to do? Is the league in this? Because it's like, we want to be back on YouTube because YouTube will give us the most money and we don't care if we have more viewers, because if you say, okay, we're on YouTube, then you're basically just saying this entire league, it doesn't, we're not trying to grow the sport. We're not trying to grow COD. We are just trying to get as much money as possible. And this is basically just a show league. This is basically like they're playing show matches and it doesn't matter because we're not actually trying to build out this sport because we just want yeah. money at the end of the day. But if you say we're going, we're sticking on Twitch, then you're like, well, you know what? We want to build this up longer term. So therefore we're going to, we're going to take less money in the short term to get more money in the long term. And and I hope they make the right decision here. I obviously I think people can very clearly guess what I think the right decision is. Um but this is the thing. So we'll we'll have to see on on that specifically what direction the league wants to go in on the future. But no, I, I'm actually Getting back to Boston, that was just kind of an off-topic rant there. About... I just want to, yeah, if I could ahead. just butt in for one second, uh, the COD League did put out a tweet five hours ago with a graphic, you know, day one of qualifiers is tomorrow, watch on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Call of Duty. That so settles it. I think at least probably for the, the next qualifier stage and maybe the major that they'll be on Twitch, if not longer than that. So, and one thing I just want to say about the Twitch versus YouTube thing is like, I'm a fan of the league. I'm going to watch it wherever it is. I understand that, right, if it's on Twitch, more eyeballs can get onto it. 
it's just a better, you know, live chat product. You can multi-stream games a lot easier, which is what we saw at Major 1. That was awesome. Um, but if it's this standard setup where it's one game at a time from here on out, um, at least for the rest of the year, like, you know, YouTube, if they're giving the COD League a big bag of money and the COD League can do a lot with that money, like, okay, I'm going to watch it regardless. And hopefully the COD League can grow from that and maybe eventually branch out back onto Twitch or whatever. There's probably a lot of, you know, inner workings that go into that contract of where to stream and, and all that stuff. So, um, you know, we're going to watch it wherever it is. Ideally, Twitch would give the COD League a big bag of money, and maybe they already have, but maybe YouTube's bag is bigger. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I obviously would like to see the COD League grow on Twitch, but if it's going to YouTube, you know, I'll be there too. I just wanted to say that. But, yeah, if you want to jump back in on this Toronto-Boston match... Yeah, I'll, just, I'll do a quick point on that because you made an interesting point about in terms of the money. My concern is that I do not trust the Call of Duty League to spend the money correctly. That's my concern. And I, I, I do not think you can make any case that this league has earned our trust in any way. That we think that if suddenly they just got more money because it's YouTube, that suddenly this is the league is going to be run better, issues are going to be fixed. There was supposed to be, there was supposed to be a, a game pause feature that that could fix games and help restore them that doesn't exist there... yeah but that's more of a developer like the people who make the game issue no that's I... not really like a broadcast thing no i i get that but like where 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 are you going then like so that it, if you don't have money and if you don't have that money to help fix the product itself then what are you spending money on are you spending it on ads? Advertise? Was there a yeah, Super Bowl I, ad? Like, where, where, where are these? No, but no, I know. I, I don't thing. know. They, they could put more into the prize pool, or I don't know. I, there's probably a lot that they could do. I'm not a big business mind, so off the top of my head, I can't name what they could do to, you know, spend a bunch of money and make it improve. Obviously, there's a lot of issues, but you know, money helps solve a lot of problems. It doesn't help solve everything, but. Yeah, I mean, if YouTube, like, if the offer is so good from YouTube, it, like, you know, it's an offer you can't refuse, right? To quote The Godfather, like, money talks, so if it talks enough, then that's how it is, but, um, but yeah, obviously, like, Twitch offers a lot. Maybe YouTube streaming can eventually get close to what Twitch can do. I know, like, last year, I think they started doing clip features, but... Still, it's just right. The platform is not really meant for live streaming the same way Twitch is. Um, so yeah, like multi streams. If if the COD League wants to broadcast multiple games at a time, doing that on YouTube right now is probably unlikely to happen unless you put it on a second channel or something. But that's not even that good. So yeah, eventually that'll get it worked out. Maybe we'll have more to talk about in the off season. Um, or maybe not if they take a huge contract with someone, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it is a talking point and I, I totally get why people are like, please have it on Twitch. And I'm glad to see that tomorrow it'll be on Twitch, but, um, yeah, I just want people to kind of know, like, if it goes back to YouTube TV, you'd like, if you want to watch the games, just go back to YouTube, like, or not YouTube TV, but you know what I mean? So yeah. Anyway, Toronto, Toronto versus Boston. Boston. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so 
Methods is now being replaced by Beans. And I'm actually pretty excited for that. Beans was, again, one of those players from the Toronto Ultra Academy and A team last year. Um, or, yeah, it was the NA team, not the European League team. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, very good team last year. Again, that, that team produced Scrappy, who was, again, although Toronto has been a little disappointing, he is not necessarily the problem on that team. Like, it's hard to point. Toronto itself is a hard team to point to the problem at. It's just a g- general under underperformance across the board in in big games. But, like, Scrappy is still a very fun, very good, entertaining player. Beans finally gets his chance now, which begs the question, like, what did, did like, when when this happened, like, did Methods go to the, like, to Boston and say, like, I don't know if I got a year in me. And then they're like, okay, let's go sign the best AR we could find. Was that Yeah, the- I think, I think that's exactly what happened, Robert. Like, not even lying. I think, I, I think Methods would have been the guy to tell his organization, like, hey, we have, we're hosting a major early in the year, you know, if, if I'm thinking, like, we're going to be a good team, but I can't compete anymore after that, there's a very good chance that that'll be my last event. And I think Boston probably heard that and said, all right, let's find a hell of a replacement. And I think they found one, right? Beans gets a lot of praise. Um, we saw him briefly in the game that Awakening sat out during Major 1. Uh, that was a loss. Um, obviously, unfortunate circumstances with the team in that match, but... But yeah, Beans was on that uh, Ultra Academy team last year that was phenomenal. A lot of people are saying, like, as good as Methods has been this year, and he has been really good, like, Beans might make this team better. And this is already a team that my model really likes a lot. Uh, My model also loves Toronto, even with their performance on that Saturday. That was just, they, it was a bad day. Like, they, they played the two teams that eventually made the grand finals. They got smoked by both of them. Like, I don't think there was anything they could do to beat those teams. But, yeah, they they looked bad that day. It was one day I kind of want to write it off for Toronto as, you know, just something weird. Like, every team has their worst day. Every team has their worst couple of matches of the year. And I think we just saw Toronto's on that Saturday. So, Toronto should still be good. They should be favorites. Honestly, this price is pretty spot on. I know you lean Boston. Um I don't know. I'm I'm really on the fence with this one. I think Toronto win. I do think it goes to that map five. Um, and if Beans can maybe help this Boston team in search and destroy, Boston's got a shot then. Um, I just don't know if that's going to happen because Method's strength was actually in... Um, I'm sorry, it was not a search and destroy. It was his respawn. So it could be one step forward, one step back with Boston. If Beans comes in maybe helps their search and destroy um maybe puts up better numbers than methods did but methods was solid in respawn and you know boston is a good respawn team like they're great at hard point they're solid at control and it's just been that search all year that's kind of been the bugaboo specifically game five searches i don't think they've won any so far this year which is kind of amazing but um yeah i kind of think toronto bounce back and get this win but it would not surprise me if it goes to that game five for sure. Yeah, I can I can see an argument to bet the over four and a half at plus one fifty. That actually does make some sense. I've priced that at forty percent, so that's basically basically priced incorrectly. That's actually pretty good value for your for your dollar at the over four and a half. And I think it could be, right? Um 
maybe pick your spots. Maybe have pick Boston in the S and D, Toronto in the hard points. Maybe Boston in the control. I I don't know. It's it's hard to pick out exactly who's better at which modes. But again, Beans could potentially help in hard point. Methods is a slower player, right? So that they could be they they could be better at at hard point, right? So. I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to see how this team goes, but I'm pretty excited. Boston has been a team that, like, I mean, you've got Awakening, you've got Nero, you've got Vivid. This team is not bad. This seems, like, in many ways, this team is going to kind of remind me a little bit of, like, a better coach, a coach Florida from last year. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited to see what this team can do down the stretch. Moving on to Saturday now, because we're talking about Boston again. We're not going to talk about methods this time. Boston versus London. Boston minus one and a half, minus one twenty. London Royal Ravens plus one and a half, minus one ten. Boston minus two seventy five. R- London plus two hundred five. Over four and a half, plus one eighty. Under four and a half, minus two forty. So why? Boston. Yeah. What? What is this price? I don't understand this price at all. Why is this line like this line just screams to me Boston, right? My model, I've got Boston at about a 48.7% chance of winning. And it seems a bit low, but again, if there is some improvement with meth, if there is some improvement by methods being out of the team, then yeah, then there's some value on the Boston minus one and a half. What is, what is up with this London team? I just, I like, why is there not been a team change? Why is there no yeah, team change? Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's the one team where you're like, yeah, now is the time to make a change and nothing happens. And before they made a change that it didn't already make sense. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's hard to predict what they're trying to do. Um, yeah, the the major wasn't that good to them. They did win a search and destroy over subliners pretty convincingly, but just had nothing in the hard points or in the control. Yeah, I, there's not a lot to like about this London team. There's been like some trade rumors with ASIM maybe jumping to a new team. That hasn't happened yet. Um, yeah, I think maybe the price with Boston is just the Beans uncertainty, right? Like maybe he's just not good in his first couple matches. And if that's the case, then, you know, Toronto should be heavier favorites than they are now. And maybe London has a chance to upset Boston on Saturday. But, like, I don't know. I think Beans will be fine. I think this London team just is the worst team in the league. And they're not, like, what Paris has been the last couple years. But there's just nothing to like. Like, they're just, like, at least with, like, Vegas this year, they're good at search. Same thing with Florida. Like, those are two not-so-great teams, but they have some game modes where, like, they do have an advantage over a lot of teams on. London are just kind of, like bad to mediocre at pretty much everything so yeah i like boston especially when you consider boston plays toronto the day before right that's a really good test if i have a new roster like boston does like give me one of the better teams in the game right away we'll see where we are and you know even if we lose that we can go into saturday feeling fresh and playing a london team that's a lot worse than toronto so if at the very least Boston Toronto is a good warm up for Boston and they carry that over into this London match and if Boston surprise us and actually take out Toronto like this price is going to change a lot i feel like Boston's going to become a huge favorite especially if Beans looks good in his first game like this could balloon out really big so yeah i really like Boston i think if you want him take him now and um 
yeah, I, I don't know anyone who's going to be on the Royal Ravens in this match just because it's like, what can you justify to pick them other than you think Beans might not be good? Or, like, that's all you can point to, really. Yeah, and I will say it it's weird, though. So right now on, and again, we, we, we talk about this sometimes, the... Um the fan predictions on the Call of Duty League website. So right now, Boston, 89.8% chance is being picked against London. So that's a fascinating number. That number I feel like is a bit too high. Another number I think is a bit too high is Subliners getting 65% of the picks against Minnesota. That also seems a tad too high. But that, I would say New York's is probably about right. That might be a little high. And I feel like every favorite is going to skew higher than what our numbers indicate. Um, just because people are so tentative to taking an underdog, even though yeah. taking underdogs in that kind of a thing does work out sometimes if you gain leverage on the field. But anyway, that's a whole nother discussion. Um, but yeah, Boston, almost 90%. That's, that's a little high for my taste. Um, that's almost treating Boston as if they're phase and London as if they're like Paris Legion from last year. And that's not the case. Um, like, yeah, London's got a shot. Like it wouldn't surprise me if they won. I would, I would be pleasantly surprised if they won, but like, no, it, it makes sense. Maybe beans isn't what he is. Maybe this London team after a, you know, a week off has found something new, but I don't know. For the most part, I think Boston are a good team. Beans should come in. He should be solid. They get a nice warm-up game versus Toronto, and that should help them in this game quite a bit. So, yeah, I, I like Boston. I think they probably get it done in four. Um, but, yeah, a sweep wouldn't shock me either. And I, I feel pretty comfortable in any game mode, Boston over London. Like, hard point, search, control, whatever it is, I I like them anywhere. So, give me yeah. Boston. Yeah, I... I think you got to roll with Boston here on, on this one. But yeah, my, my concern about this London team is because it was sold to the owners of uh, basically the, the, the Heretics team that they're basically going to pack it up and move them to Spain at the end of the season. That's why they're just like, we don't care about anything right now. We're not yeah. trying to improve this team. We're just going to like, we're, 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 we're keeping this here because we came in too late to move them. We don't care about them, about any success in London. We want to bring in our own challengers players next year from like Spain or something. So we're just gonna, we're just gonna roll with what we got. We signed scraps and that's it. We, we have scraps. We're going to rotate them in and out or that's it. And yeah, that seems to be what the, what the MO is for this team this year. And they just seem do, destined to not make, uh, not make champs at all. So a little sad, but They'll they'll be back next year. I think maybe the owners will invest more into the team next year. <clears throat> Moving <Yeah>. on, <clears throat> Saturday afternoon, Phase versus Mutineers. Phase minus two and a half, plus one sixty five. Florida plus two and a half, minus two twenty. Phase minus six fifty on the money line. Biggest money line of the weekend. Florida plus four hundred five. Over three and a half, minus two hundred. Under three and a half, minus one fifty. So the defending champs take the field. I've got Faze as a 99.8% chance to win this game. Whoa! I got a 3-0. My model loves Faze. 94.7% chance of the minus 1.5. 72.8% chance of the minus 2.5. Holy moly, Robert. Those numbers are astronomical. Chalk, like... chalk, chalk city here, apparently. No, that's the... Th like. I My model really does not like Florida. I think my model is, is thoroughly off of Florida right now. And 
you can't really blame it. I don't even who what's their starting team right now? I don't even know. It, it's not. Yeah, they made they made a lot of moves. So of the team that was just at major two, only Havoc is still on the team. Brack is subbing in. Back so in. He was He's on the team back. earlier. Benched. He's back. So Havoc Brack. Uh Dave Patty off the team. Yes. Vickel also benched or off the team. I can't remember exactly. And they're bringing in Capsidal, who played with Boston Breach last year, and uh, Fellow, who just won the Challengers event in Boston. So, yeah, it's it's a lot of change going on. I don't hate it, right? Florida is this team that, like, they need to do something, uh, specifically with Respawn, right? We talk about it every week. Horrible at hard point. On the year, Florida 5-22 and 22 in hard points. Uh, control 7-8. and eight. The, okay like you'll take that and search and destroys 13 and 7 so like if they can keep search going and find some challengers players that can do something in hard point and can improve control a little bit like yeah this team could be okay like i think they're kind of trying to piece it together a lot like la gorillas did uh, earlier this year uh, in a different way and obviously a lot more changes just like roster shuffles but yeah, we'll see if it works. The problem with the roster they had, and I guess it wasn't the problem, but the problem with switching it now is everybody on that previous roster, Vickle, Havoc, Dave Patty, Major Maniac, all, like, very good at search. Like, you change three of those guys out for three new guys. You know, Brack obviously was on the team earlier, but their search could be league average all of a sudden, and it's like... If that's the case, their hard point and control have to improve by so much even to just justify the move. So, yeah, they are a tricky team to figure out right now. Um, I don't give them like a 1% chance to win. Though. That's a little low. I have a 14% chance for Florida to pull it out. Um, uh, like the plus 165 for phase to sweep, that's about what I have it at overall. So it's kind of a stay away for me. If I had a stronger conviction on if I think this Florida lineup makes sense or not, then I would play it one way or the other. But I don't know. Like part of me thinks maybe this Florida team is competitive and hard point all of a sudden. That's one game mode that FaZe has not struggled in, but it's been their weakest of the bunch. So it's like, okay, maybe if you're Florida, you can take a hard point and can you squeak by in both searches? Probably not, because FaZe is amazing at that. But if you can kind of hold that search and destroy that you've had all year, then maybe. Maybe you've got a shot. But yeah, it's it's really hard to imagine a Mutineer's victory in this one. But, I mean, you're giving them a 99% chance to win? I don't know, Robert. That's That's a little much for my taste. That's fair. But, I mean, I, I'll, that that's fair, and it's probably wrong. That being said, I'm going to take the minus two and a half here, though. It's you, you said it in your statement. They might kind of be okay, which is the most, like, tepid endorsement of a team change. They're like, they might be kind There's of so okay. There's so many changes going on that, like, yeah, maybe they created a decent team. I don't know. So much is going on with that team that it's it's hard to say how it'll end up. So I, The thing we'll of it see. is, it's like... The pro my problem with this is that this 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 roster feels a lot like 
the Paris lead, uh, the Paris Paris Legion is Paris Legion last year, the Paris Legion mm-hmm. roster from last year. I mean, it literally has one of the same players on it. So, like, Fellow is a, is a guy who just comes in and out of the league. He comes in, and the things don't usually go too well, and he leaves. Then he comes back. So people are like, oh, let's, let's try that again. And it's like, you know what? Maybe he's a, maybe he's an okay player, but again, we're not trying to shoot for okay. This is phase, right? We're not playing a middle tier team. We're playing the team that just won and is widely considered the best team in the game. In sometimes, basically, in the since the inception of the CDL, this team has been considered the best team in the league, basically. So you're telling me that that we're gonna be like, and again, Capital, yeah, okay, he. I think he got kind of got an unfair shake on Boston last year. I thought he was better than that. But, like, I'm not a fan of Havoc. Brack is okay, but not great. Vickle was struggling, yes, as was Dave Patty, but who Dave Patty replaced also was struggling, too. So it wasn't like Dave Patty was a huge drop-off. It's just I don't see the direction for this team. I I don't think this team is going to compete against Cavies. Can they make three games close? Could they lose the hard point 250 to 200? Sure. But the spread is 43 and a half. Can they get it within 50? I don't know. I don't think so. Can they get map two? Map two. Can they get it? Can they get it to a round 11? Uh, I don't know. Map three. Can they get it to a round five? Uh, I don't know. Right? Like, th- this is the thing. I, I, This Florida team, there's probably going to be a spot to pick them against another team. There's probably going to, like, I. this feels like, okay, we're going to go get, we're going to get our asses handed to us in our first game. And then we'll eventually come back and beat a, a kind of mid-tier team at, at some point. But, like, I just, there's a lot of question marks on this team. I really question whether or not this team, what this team is doing and if they are, in this team, if they're going to be in this league long-term. I, I really am starting to question this. Last year, you saw an a, a basically an apathy on this. Awakening and Vivid, they got out. This team has not been the level it was last year, and that team was not the level it was the year before, and that team wasn't the level the year it was before. You're just seeing continued apathy for that the team that owns it. I think Florida is owned by... I think they're owned by a team that was in the was a league team as well. I think they sold the league team. I think they're owned by Misfits, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not 100% yeah, sure. That's correct. So, again, not a great sign. They say they, don't, they they said earlier this year they don't see a future in esports, so basically signing players like Capsital and Fellow for what people would assume to be the league minimum. This isn't particularly the strongest ever sign I'm seeing of, of longevity for an organization here. So, I'm not the most uh, confident that this team is is long for this world. And again, this could definitely be an expand. Like this team could flip to another team. I suspect that's where we're gonna go. I think they're. But the thing is, the Florida Mutineers branding is so strong that they'll eventually get bought out. But yeah, this team feels to me as like they'll eventually pick off someone. But yeah. I don't think it's gonna be Face. I I, think... I I I completely get what you're saying. I just I'll caution you with. I know right. Fellow was horrible last year for that Paris Legion team. He got benched really early, um, you know, trying to be their main AR. Vanguard, much different game from what we're playing now. Fair, very fair. Right? Fellow just won the Challengers Cup uh, in Boston, right? That's a LAN event. That's, that's a big deal, right, to to show up and win that event with so many Challengers teams showing up. So, right, maybe Fellow's better, right? Capsital showed last year that, like, maybe he belongs. He was a little inconsistent, but, like, he had some highlights that were among the best in the league. 
Uh, and uh, yeah, just a very good respawn player. I think, I think, right. You signed him to help that, right. Maybe fellows just better than he was last year and can provide you something that Dave Patty can't, I don't know. Um, and then one other thing, right. We haven't seen all year to my knowledge, a spread like this high, like this is the biggest mismatch that we've seen since, you know, December. I just will caution you that, like, FaZe, right, they're playing Florida. They might go, all right, let's take the map pool thing out of it. Like, let's play them on our bad maps and see what happens. When that happens, right, like, we've seen it from year to year. The top team doesn't necessarily lose that match, but maybe they drop those maps that they are bad at because that's just what it is. So when you're a great team like FaZe, you might want to treat this a little differently than just a, you know, let's win this match to get a high seed, no matter what, we're playing our good maps. Like, yeah, maybe FaZe play them on some maps that they're weak on. Um, Hydro and Hardpoint hasn't been great for them. Fortress hasn't been great. So maybe you let one of those in. Um, same thing with Search and Destroy. Like, they're good at everything, pretty much. But there's a couple maps where they could improve. So... If you let those through and Florida can, you know, get some narrow victories here, it wouldn't shock me to see a game five, but um, I'm not going to disagree with you and say that like Florida are going to shock the world and win this or even push it to a game five. I just want to put it out there that this game could be a little longer than some people think and Florida could make a little more noise than what some people think. So that's, that's all I'll say. With but yeah, phase are amazing. So Second last game on Saturday. Optic versus LAG. Optic minus one and a half plus one fifteen. LAG plus one and a half minus one fifty. Optic minus two twenty on the money line. LAG plus one fifty six over four and a half plus one sixty five. Optic making a very bold move in this break between major two and three. Signing is it Dan Ghosty or just Ghosty? I don't Just Ghosty, I think. Was his his last name's not Ghosty. I don't think that's legal. No, it's just his. It's just his uh, gamer tag, as far as I know. Dan Ghosty. So okay, whatever. Ghosty. Dan. Dan Ghosty. He is now on Optic. Apparently, one of the better, one of the really, really good challengers players. Hundred percent. And this is exactly what we've been calling for for Optic for a while, right? How many times have we had this conversation where like Optic's just like they're too content to sit behind fan favorite names, and. Like, honestly, Illy was one of those. Shotzi again. Like, this is exactly what they need to do. They Especially with Skump gone now, right? Skump is gone. That's a whole of the roster out. They brought in Hook. That was a step in the right direction. Now you got this kid. Do something. Like, this is a really good... I really like this for Optic. It shows that they're actually going to be aggressive. Because I think I think deep down, Hector Hex knows that, like, hey, you know what? We're not competitive with FaZe. We're not, we may not even be competitive with Toronto or Thieves. They're just a better team than us. And I think, obviously, there are some players that match up well. Like, obviously, Shotzi is, is a top player and, and argue, arguable whether or not Hook is and Dashy is. And Skump, obviously, was kind of falling off a little bit, but this year definitely looked that, but then he retired. I think if you're, if you're Hex, I think you're looking at this and you're like, we need a top player. And I think if you go get this, like, that's why they think that. I honestly think that was one of the reasons why they went after Pred. They're like, we need another top player to compete with these guys. And they couldn't get Pred. I suspect eventually they'll be able to get Pred, but they don't get Pred right now. 
and maybe that next pick, maybe this is maybe this is the spark for it. Illy was definitely underperforming. He was not. He's not been as strong as we've, as we've seen him before. He wasn't even, after Major 1 last year, he was definitely not the strong. Now, obviously, battling an injury, and that's fine. But this this might be the spark they need. I'm actually really bullish on this team now. Again, unfortunately, I cannot bet on them to be the number one seed. Bet 365 if you're listening. But this is the thing. I can't bet over on Optic. But I, my, actual, my model actually has Optic doing horrible. But again, I can't factor in Dan Ghosty. Um until uh until after but yeah i i think this this optic team can can actually do a lot so give me um give me optic here i'm i'm actually really excited for to see what optic can do here i I think optic can can win and i think they can i I think this optic team is going to be a very very competitive team this this optic team in this new form they could be one of the top teams. This is exactly what they need to compete with Toronto and FaZe and Thieves. Make this a four-team league. What do you think? Yeah, I, I'm i mostly in agreement with you. I do lean Optic here, even with the roster move. Um, and yeah, I, I just feel like enough time has passed with Illy on the roster that we just kind of know that he's like he just hasn't put up numbers for the last you know, two, three years at this point. And I think teams started to figure out like how to play around him in search and destroy, right? He, I can't remember the exact numbers, but um, during major two, someone put out just like total snipes hit in search and destroy this year. And Illy was like, I don't know, like 30 or 40 ahead of anybody else. And I think teams are starting to figure out like, just don't give Illy a pick. He'll, He'll pull out that sniper. He loves to do that. It forces Optic to play a certain way when you pull out a sniper rifle like that. And if you're not hitting shots, they're not giving you anything. Well, now you're kind of playing a 3v4, and that's a problem. So I think maybe the rest of the team saw that, you know, Illy was just unwilling to change his strategies maybe and just wasn't putting up enough um, in hardpoint or in control that it was like, okay, now's the time for a change i yeah i kind of like it too um ghosty was on that team with fellow that won the challengers cup in boston uh yeah he's put up some crazy highlights a lot of those have come out on twitter the last few days with the announcement and yeah like it's just it's an exciting time i think to be an optic fan you've got hook and shotzi paired up again dashy's back on the team he still looks phenomenal um yeah and if this ghosty guy can come in and just make noise like kind of like how scrap did last year right like scrap dominant and challengers get subbed in for like one match midway through the year looks amazing and then eventually they sub him back out but like that could be what this optic team gets with ghosty but he might stick on the team because optic doesn't really have another clear-cut option it's not like he's just subbing in for somebody like this is hopefully a permanent move so it's a lot of pressure on the kid, right? He's he's going to college currently and competing. That's a lot to do. You know, Vickle tried to do that last year, and, like, kudos to anybody who tries to do that because that's a lot. But, um, yeah, I, I lean Optic here. I don't love it, but um, I think LAG are this team that, like, maybe had that, you know, quote-unquote honeymoon phase uh, when they first switched this roster out for their challengers guys. Yeah, Major 2 wasn't great to them. They kind of lucked into a winner's bracket start anyway. There were four teams that were 2-3, and three, um, and they were lucky enough to 
be one of the two that uh, got to go into the winner's bracket. So, you know, if they start in loser's bracket, maybe it's a different story. But um, anyway, I think Optic are on the right track. And yeah, I, I expect him to beat this LAG team that's been good at times, but lately hasn't done much. So um, give me Optic. And uh, yeah, I wish him the best because when Optic's good, the league succeeds. Yeah, I I agree. So uh, let's see let's see what the what the what the limit is here for this optic team with this new team change. Last game of Saturday, Seattle versus Minnesota. Seattle minus one and a, Seattle weirdly the favorite here, but barely. Yeah. Seattle minus one and a half plus one sixty five. Minnesota plus one and a half minus two twenty. Seattle minus one twenty five. Minnesota minus one hundred five. So, and this is truly insane. The coach of the Seattle Surge after Major 2 said, we are not going to be making any team changes for this, for Major, for Major 3. And he's like, we are not going to be involved in Rustermania for, at this time. What are you doing? What level of, like, where can you point to this team and be like, that was good? Like, like I mean, there's obviously good players on this team. Two of the players are good players. And look, and like this is the thing, right? I think what they're gonna say is they're gonna point like, oh no, Mac had like, Mac had a really good hard point game one there in yeah, he in the is major. the X factor. That's the word that gets thrown around a lot with yes. him and with other players in the league. But and it is true to a point, like when your worst players succeed, like you should win more of your games. It's like in baseball, right? If you think about, you know, maybe you have a player on your team who doesn't hit a home run that much. He doesn't have a lot of power. Well, in the games where that guy hits a home run, your team's likelihood of winning is, like, so much higher. Like, it makes sense. So, yeah, that logic bothers me quite a bit. Seattle, I think, are, yeah, it's time now where they should have done something. I think, yeah, specifically with Mac, maybe with accuracy, too. I take um, both. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm fine though, if you want to so sub fine. out both. <laughs> but, yeah, the issue with them is just, like, despite their challenges like they're still a great hard point team they're still an above average control team and it's just like it's that constant thought of like if we can just fix search if we can just be slightly below average at search and not like garbage basement trash at that game mode like we're gonna win more series and it's like i completely understand that but at the same time like you you gotta win a search you like it just has to happen you gotta show me something and it just hasn't been there for this team so yeah i the fact that they're favored versus minnesota and i talked about minnesota earlier and how i think they're gonna be a little overrated heading into this qualifier stage this is just odd to not make them the favorite in this matchup and watch seattle just come out and win and prove us wrong but yeah, Minnesota to win makes a lot of sense, right? Another team where they're just they're consistent, right? Like you know what you're going to get with Minnesota, they're going to be huge favorites in the search and destroy, and you think they're good enough at hardpoint or control to win one of those throughout this series. So, yeah, give me Minnesota. I I don't know what else to say besides Seattle they got to show me something first before I can take them in anything. Minnesota so. money line minus 105. Minnesota yeah. map one hard point spread plus 24 and a half. 
where did you even get that number from? Like, I mean, well, Seattle, right? I, I said earlier, they're actually a very good hard point team for their as bad as they actually, have been yeah. throughout the year. I they're actually quite do, good. So I'd actually do them a favorite. I actually didn't realize that. I actually do have minute. I do actually have Seattle favored by more than that. So technically, I might actually I do have that right. But then Minnesota minus one and a half in the in the in the search plus one hundred five. Come on, what are we doing? Here? Yeah, it's <laughs> like at, at this point we know like Seattle, like their average search game is what like a round nine loss like it's i don't know if that's correct but yeah it's something like that a round 10 round nine loss so yeah yeah i mean and and minnesota's not a bad search team i like i don't know look at look at this number map one minnesota for map one hard point plus 24 and a half map four hard point minnesota plus seven and a half so they're even like they're better in game four than in game one they're like it's a real thing that happens that's hilarious. But see, that's I think it's far more likely that Minnesota figures out a game one hard point than Seattle figures out the entirety of search and destroy in two weeks. Like that's the thing, right? Like so I'm I'm on I'm on Minnesota. Give me spreads. Heck, even Minnesota minus one and a half plus two thirty. Give me that too. They're they're just a better team and I, I I think Minnesota's actually a half decent team and I think Seattle is not a half decent team. I think Seattle needed a team change after last year's champs, and I think they are now gone two whole majors without a team change. And yeah, like this is the thing, right? Like they say Mac is that X factor and it's, it's funny because it's like, it's like those people on for the NFL that say like, oh, well, or for for the Colts when it's like, oh, well, the Colts were like last, more for last year's Colts than this year's Colts. The Colts were like 11 and one when, um, or no, it would have been 11 and one. It was one team. I can't remember what it was. It was either the Colts or the Cowboys, one of the teams, it's like, oh, this team is like 10 and 0 when this running back gets over 100 yards. And it's like, that's not, that doesn't mean anything because, yeah, like if they're winning the game, then they're going to run the ball more. And that's the thing, right? It's the same thing with Mac. It's like, well, if Mac has a good game, then they're going to win. It's like, well, yeah, because when Mac doesn't have a good game, they lose. Like that's, that's the problem, right? And same thing as accuracy. Like when, when Sib and Pred have a good game, if either of Mac and Ac- if either of Mac and Accuracy don't have a good game, then they lose. It's just that simple. You can't have two players carrying the entire team, and those two have been regressing. And and <clears throat> yes, sometimes like Major One, they got to the they got to the to the, the finals, cool. But like the problem is, is like yeah, sure, every once in a while, Mac and Accuracy can have a good weekend, great. But most of the weekends they don't have a good weekend, and that's the problem. And you can't just make up for the bad weekends by having one good one every once in a while, right? And, like, they won a major last year. Same thing. They did well at champs. Same thing. But that was it. Those were the only two majors they actually did even remotely good at, right? And I think they need a team change. They need people who are more consistent than Mac and Accuracy. And I think Accuracy is probably up there on the list of retire- potential retirees. Like, when you're talking about scump and methods, that's Accuracy up there, too, right? So, but anyways, moving on to... The moving on to Sunday, Florida mm-hmm. versus New York. Florida plus one and a half, plus one sixty five. Subliners minus one and a half, minus two twenty. Florida plus three one five on the money line. Subliners minus four eighty five. Over three and a half, minus two forty. Under three and a half, plus one eighty. Is this the time to bet on Florida? Maybe, maybe this is the game you bet on Florida on. Maybe I mean, it's tough to say, right? If so, I've got the numbers as pretty similar to the Florida phase matchup. I've got phases, bigger favorites, but Florida, I give them a 17% chance to take it. They are favored in the search, but 
The problem is you're facing one of the best hardpoint teams in the game. You're facing one of the best control teams in the game, despite their shaky major two performance. Like, I fully expect New York to bounce back. Yeah, I don't know, man, right? Like, Florida's just such a question mark for me right now that I just want to stay away from, like, at least for this weekend, just see what happens. Because, right, I think there's so many different outcomes for this team. Their search could stay as good as it has been, and their respawn could improve. And now, all of a sudden, they're like, we're talking about them like they're Minnesota or, like, whoever. Like, they're... But at the same time, right, like, search and destroy could get worse with all this team change that's coming in. Hardpoint and control could get marginally better, and now you're the same team as you were, but you're better at different game modes. And, yeah, I don't know. It, it's tough. Um, my numbers seem to indicate a little bit of value on New York. But I don't know, not enough for me to love it. So uh, again, just to stay away from me. But um, yeah, I'm kind of expecting just a Mutineers 0-2 weekend to start. I mean, it's a a heck of a weekend going Atlanta, New York, for a team that's undergoing all these changes. So um, yeah, props to Florida if they can get one of those. But I think all signs point to two losses for the Florida Mutineers. Maybe we'll see. This is one where it's going to be like if subliners if subliners lose to Minnesota, hundred percent bet Florida here. I think that's what I take away from it. Um, but I I'm more on the, maybe, on Florida. Maybe. maybe my model is just really low on subliners. Maybe my model is about to be violently surprised on uh, the second game of the weekend here. Um, but my model just really does not like this uh, subliners team, and I'm not I'm not sure why. The search and destroy versus London was concerned like new york didn't win a search and destroy all weekend that's a bit of a concern especially when you're losing in round eight to london um but the other ones were close right they took minnesota to a round 10 and around 11 uh, and then they ran into thieves and you know what happens when that is going to go down so like yeah it was not a great search performance but again right this florida team that prides itself on being good at search might not be as good as they have been with all these team changes. So, you know, you add all that up, and it's like New York should be heavy favorites in everything else but search. And actually, they might be better than Florida at that game mode too. So, yeah, it's tough. I again, I think New York and Toronto to me had very similar weekends last. Uh, you know, at Major Two, where you know we had high expectations for them and you know, due to some unfortunate circumstances and some, you know, just bad play, like they had early exits. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I like New York here. But um, again, Florida, right? A wide range of outcomes with that team. So just beware. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Second last game of the weekend, Las Vegas versus Toronto. Las Vegas plus two and a half. Wow. They're really on this team. Minus 220. Toronto minus two and a half plus one sixty five, Vegas plus three fifty on the money line. Ultra minus six hundred over three and a half minus two hundred. My question is, and, and this is the weird thing: why is Ultra a bigger favorite against Legion than than Thieves are? I, I actually have Toronto as a better team than Thieves. Really? So, I, yeah, it's it's close, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think Thieves obviously got red hot. Right? They had four days where they looked like one of the best teams in the game but if you add up right the rest of january and december like yeah toronto are i think a slightly better team it's close but 
I, I would take Toronto over Thebes today. Yeah. Hmm. I know it, it sounds weird, but like, I just, the Toronto track record, especially with scrap in the lineup, like it's, it's really good. And Thebes are this team that can go hot and cold. So I don't know it, it but we'll see if they, I don't even know if they meet in this qualifier stage. If they do, that would be fun. Um, let me check here. Toronto. No, they do not play Thebes, but maybe at major three, who knows? Although they did run, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It's, let me run the numbers for you, Robert, because they okay. did meet at Major 2, and Thieves did sweep them. Um, yeah, I've got Toronto as a 56% favorite. Granted, that might be a little high considering what Thieves have looked like lately, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't hate it. Hmm. I don't know. I, my model does have Thieves as a bigger favorite against Toronto than... Uh, a bigger favorite against uh, Las Vegas than Toronto, but... That's that's my model, and again, my model is in in some ways influenced, definitely influenced by recency bias. So that's not, that's definitely a, a model difference. So, but we'll have to see. It could be right, it could be wrong. That's what that's what we play the games for. Um, so, all right, last, I it, well, actually, we we didn't really talk about that game much. I kind of don't know what to say, right? I mean, we talked about Vegas a lot. I just I don't know if it's so weird, right? I just. Like, what else more is there to say about this game? I, like, there's nothing I really like about this game. I don't view, there's not really much value on this game for me. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, I, I don't know. To me, it looks a lot like the Vegas LA Thieves game on Friday, right? I, I think Toronto and LA Thieves are in that same class of teams. And I think Vegas are just getting a little bit too much disrespect. Um, enough so where the price is enticing. Um, and I actually like Vegas more in this game versus Toronto than I do in the Thieves game, just because partly the price is so much higher in this one. So, yeah, I mean, Vegas, they, they've proven that they're a great search team. Um, I don't think the, you know, pro loot getting subbed out for two real is going to affect that so much just because the other three players on this team are very good at search. Like they're the core of their search strategy. So I think Vegas can hold serve in that mode. Unlike Florida, where there's a lot of question marks, I think Vegas can still be great at search. And then it's a question of like, can two real give them something more than pro loot did in hardpoint or control? I tend to think yes. Um, or at the very least, he's the same as pro loot. And if that's the case, this Vegas team can, you know, take out teams in a game five. That's kind of what they've done all year. Major two, they went two and three, obviously. I mean, one of those wins was against Optic. Or they may have gone one and four. I cannot remember. But either way, they took out Optic, who were the one seed, who went on a run. And they did it in four maps. I know that was just one match, but, like, Vegas had an early exit at Major two. I think that, like, people are just forgetting about what this team had done, you know, in the Major two qualifiers, they were okay and at major one like a surprising top six finish for them just consistently taking out teams in search toronto it's weird this year but that's been their shakiest game mode i would say and yeah a vegas 3-2 win on sunday wouldn't shock me at all but i don't know i think legion if you can get one win out of this weekend either over thieves or toronto that's a huge win and i i kind of think that that might happen. I don't know who it'll be against, but the price against Toronto is just so high. So 
I I kind of like Legion in that game. Yeah. I don't know. I I think these are the same. I kind of think these both ended 3-0s or 3-1s, so I don't I don't know, but that's my take on it though, but again, we'll have to see what the model says after this week. Next up, Thieves versus Phase. Final match of the weekend. There can be a good one here. Yeah. Thieves plus one and a half, minus one seventy. Uh, phase minus one and a half plus one thirty. Thieves plus one fifty five on the money line. Phase minus two hundred five over four and a half plus one fifty. So this one is really fascinating. Again, this is now. This is quickly becoming one of the bigger rivalries in the Call of Duty League. Um, oh yeah. I mean, the thing of it is, there isn't really many other rivalries like this. Is that these are in many ways establishing themselves as the top two teams for the last eight or so months, give or take since the summer. And you're almost looking at about a year of these two teams being kind of the two best in the league. Obviously some other teams have come up in there, but this is becoming, this is becoming championship game rematches here. I think outside of Toronto and because Toronto and FaZe always play each other and FaZe always wins, but this is, this is a definite thing. I, I think I favorite, I think I have FaZe here. Yes, I actually do have face here, and I actually do have some value on the minus one and a half, I think. Yes, I have some value on the minus one and a half. I don't love it, though. I kind of think Thieves can get revenge, but I, my model just, it just thinks FaZe is too good. What What are your thoughts on it? Do you do you agree with me on, on FaZe just being the best team in the game, or do you, do you give it to Thieves here? Yeah, it's, uh, this game is priced spot on, and I just... It irks me every time because it feels like we get to these Sunday matches and we talk about them and there's usually some marquee matches and I think this is one like, uh, yeah, you would argue this is maybe the best match possible. Um, It's a real rivalry. These teams have faced each other a lot in the last year and to mixed results. But yeah, I mean, we just saw these teams face off phase win 4-2 in that grand finals and even if they drop that control or any other map for that matter, like game seven is a search and destroy, and that's phase's bread and butter. Like they're just so dominant at that game mode that you have to favor phase in this series just because of that, right? I, hard points are super close, controls are going to be super close. But at the end of the day, if Thieves can't get it done in SD, like that's it for them. So, yeah, to me, it's just a blind, you know belief you have to have some sort of belief if you want to either wager that phase minus one and a half of just you know thieves come out flat and hard point and control or something in between or if you want to buy thieves right it's like you got to hope that their search and destroy is more up to par um but i don't know it's kind of the game mode that they've been okay at for the last couple years so yeah i'll lean phase here but not strongly whatsoever the plus 130 is okay um but like thieves are a good enough team where they could take both hard points they could take one and the control but yeah at the end of the day if it goes to that game five it really feels like it's phases so give me phase one i'll probably just stay away from but i'm definitely going to keep my eyes on this match just because it's it's so good every time these teams square up against each other yeah, I'm I'm excited for this match. It's going to close out a a really good Sunday and yeah, I'm excited to see uh I'm excited to see what this match um has in store for us. So, we will be back next week 
again, obviously, we're going to start talking about uh, week two uh, for the for the major three qualifiers, and then obviously we'll be we'll be here for the rest of the for rest of major three. And yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see how some of the team changes work. I'm really high on optic. Unfortunately, we do only have one optic game this week, but I'm excited to see what they can do with it. Let's see if let's see if this if Dan Ghosty is. Uh, if is 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 as good as people are saying, and if this could finally be maybe the change that Optic needs to get into the top tier. Fortunately, we're not going to find that out just by them destroying LAG, but we'll get we'll get some early indicators, I think, by that for sure. So yeah, other than that, have a good weekend. Good luck on everybody's bets, and we will see you next week.